Well, genuinely didn't realize my microphone was on, but now, okay. Uh, you know what? I'm sure it sounds adorable. I'll leave it at that. Uh, Mikey Krennic is here with you. Another edition of Cool Dad's Basement. Welcome on in uh, to the basement. You know, my good friend uh, and, of course, Philadelphia sports media legend Joe Giglio suggested not long ago uh, that we need to figure out what would be in Cool Dad's Basement. You know, what would we have on the walls? That sort of thing. Definitely a neon Coors Light sign. Definitely a poster of the Coors Light twins. But besides that, uh, was that the Coors Light? Was I? I let me. I'm going to right now. I'm going to go through it in my head, and I'm going to do it live here on a podcast microphone in front of me to see if I can get to whether or not that was Coors Light. Here we go. The commercial was "I Love Football on TV." Shots of Jenna Lee hanging with my friends and twins. I love burritos at 4 a.m., parties that never ends, uh, dogs that love cats, perhaps, and twins. And I love you, too. Here's to football. Ah, man, I was really hoping the beer name would have been in there somewhere, but I, I think it's Coors Light. I think that's why I, you know, my my cheap beer of choice is the Silver Bullet because I felt as though I would get all of those things uh, that we all love so so dearly, uh, that we all hold so so close to our hearts. You know, dogs that love cats, uh, burritos at four a.m., twins. You know those sorts of things. Uh, and hey, listen, not to not to darken the mood, not to bring it down, but you know, you want to draw a straight line. You go to one of the um, w- one of the more adult websites there are out there. And I'm not talking about you know tax.com, um, but what a, that was so stupid. <laughs> Oh no, I heard, oh, that was dumb. Um, but I, I'm talking about porn sites, uh, folks is what I'm talking about when I say that, but I, I think you can draw a pretty straight line between some of the more disturbing content that you now see on the front page of those, uh, websites, you know, what, what with the steps, siblings and parents and all of that business, if you catch my meaning, um, if you, you can draw a straight line from that to that. Coors Light, here's to football, we love twins thing. You know, flew a little too close to the sun with that one, didn't we now, Icarus? Ah, but hey, I love you too, here's to football. Uh, It is Cool Dad's Basement, yes, indeed, a lot to talk about today. Tomorrow, uh, I'm going to give you my full NBA second round of the playoffs preview because the games officially begin tomorrow, uh, so I'll really dive into my analysis. I'll probably record it tonight, it'll be just me, I, I, I... Joe Giglio is really busy. It's draft weekend. I didn't even bother him. I do still have uh, Muggsy Bogues' cell phone number, so I feel like I could text him and, and maybe just say, hey, Muggs, uh, you don't know who I am. I'm a man who interviewed you 12 years ago, but I have a podcast, and I would really like it if you could be on it. Because I will say that when we interviewed Muggsy uh, many, many moons ago, he first it was for an NBA Playoffs preview. Uh, we just we found the... We didn't realize, and this should tell you about, you know, what kind of babes in the woods we were back then. And I'm sure Joe, if he's hearing this, will laugh thinking about, you know, where he is now and what he knows now and the connections he has. We were working on an ESPN affiliate, and it took us about seven, eight months before we realized we had like a big binder that just had a bunch of numbers and names in it that we could use to call for guests. We were still going on to, you know, websites and finding bloggers. And so and they were like, oh, we could just use this. And so, you know, once in a blue moon, oh, there's Jerry the King Lawler's phone number. Let's get him on to do a Royal Rumble preview. And then Jerry, 
Literally, we had the guy on for 50 minutes, 50 minutes, did two commercial breaks. And I said, when we got back from the last one, I said, oh, Jerry, we're going to have to go. And he said, oh, come on. Jerry, okay, all right, Jerry, just stay on. You're the third mic that day, I guess. No, we interviewed Jerry Lawler for a long time. But one of the guys we interviewed also is Muggsy Bogues, uh, and we had a nice interview. And then that night, I don't know why, I was feeling froggy, I guess. I texted him during the games, and I had a nice, it was like a, a one singular playoff round relationship where Muggsy Bogues and I texted about basketball games. It was it was the most important I've ever felt in my life. That's that's the star from of Space Jam. That's the guy who says, but I love my mama, to that doctor who says, I didn't say that, Muggsy, you did. You know, that's... That's who that, that's who we're talking about here. We're not talking about some flash in the pan, you know, no talent. We're not talking about some some oh I was the I was the leading scorer in the history of my high school 28 million years ago. No, this is a real bona fide NBA star, Muggsy Bogues, the movie star. And he was my friend for 3 days because he probably thought I was someone else. So maybe I'll maybe I'll give Muggs a call. But I I do want to make sure I just take a moment to celebrate uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, oh boy, did I breathe a sigh of relief on Thursday night when they closed that series out with Toronto after I sat on this very podcast and puffed my chest out about how good they all were. Uh, Embiid's thumbs all torn up, his face is all torn up now because of that filthy, F-I-L-T-H-Y, Pascal Siakam, who I don't care if you, oh, he's a competitor, oh, he's a gamer, he's a goer. The head, you don't mess with the head. Dre, I have less of a problem with Draymond Green hitting guys in the nuts, and I mean that because Draymond Green hitting guys in the nuts is filthy. It's dirty. He should be thrown out of the game. Obviously, that sort of thing, you know that. But it, it, you when you hit a guy's head, right, with an elbow, when you swing an elbow with that fury, when you take all of the fury of being absolutely blown out in front of your we the North fan base, and you're mad about it. So you swing your six foot nine elbow with 260 pounds of muscle, whatever it is, as hard as you can into the eye and temple of another player. That's worse than hitting a guy in the nuts. Sorry, that's much worse because now Embiid's got a, a cracked orbit, a fractured orbital bone, and a mild concussion, and he's out indefinitely with the Miami Heat waiting in the wings, the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. So. We'll get to that tomorrow, but just, you know, if you're one of these people out there who says, hey, that's the game, hey, Siakam's just a tough player, I bet you were the absolute worst person in the world in gym class. Just the worst. You were that guy who we we had a kid uh, in our gym class who would do, we'd all play like little one-on-one tournaments, I think it was sophomore year of high school, and one kid would always get really mad at every game and then say he didn't care about it and, and would say, look, this is me caring. I'm not, I don't care. This is me caring. And it would throw the ball at us if we beat him. And we beat him all the time because guess what? Guys like that suck. Uh, keep your emotions in check. Maybe you'll, you know, play the game well. Well, now he's now he lives in Florida and posts dangerous fringe uh, uh, political memes. But la- seems to lack an understanding of even those, which is a, a special level of, of whatever that is. So good for him if he's out there uh, hearing this. I certainly hope he's not. Other sports news, the NFL draft went off. Uh, the first round was Thursday night. Friday was the second and third. Now we have fourth through seventh going on right now. I don't know. I don't know how you do it. Uh, I mean, I was talking to uh, uh, somebody recently about the NFL draft, about how, you know, when it was on Saturday, and most of you probably remember this, it used to be on Saturday. Uh, it used to be on, you know, at like 11 a.m. on a Saturday. And it that's fun. It's fun when you're young. 
You know it's coming. You have the whole day to watch it. It's fun when you're in college and you can do a whole hour day drinking around the NFL draft. It's fun when you can do all of that stuff. And when they moved it to prime time, everyone was like, oh, that's cool. And now it's this super fractured multi-day, multi-night event. It's so long. It's so tedious. It's all about just hitting those, you know, let's be on for this amount of time on this night. And we're going to be a year-round sport. All that stuff. Just do it in a day. Just maybe a weekend. Maybe do Saturday, Sunday like you used to when you split the back end. You do, I think it was one and two maybe was on the first day. And then three through seven was on uh, uh, Sunday. Or maybe it was one through three and four through seven. Whatever it was, it worked. It was fun. It was a nice football weekend. People actually appreciate those things. People will make plans to do like a party. or, Or they'll have people over. When you move things back to the weekend. Now, now. Everybody's working for the weekend. Oh, was that Loverboy, I think, right? my One of my all-time favorite bands, Loverboy. Uh, I do want to also talk to you. I want to just do sports today. You know, there is something else on my mind. A bit of investigative journalism I came across last night, if you can believe that. Now, you know, we all know how important journalists and journalism are. Uh, just ask them. They, they, it's democracy dies in the darkness, according to the Washington Post. Who owns the Washington Post again? I always forget. Uh, and, but we, we do know that nothing is more important than journalists uh, who are, of course, reporting on the things that we agree with. We don't care about the other journalists. They're bad. Um, journalism is just, it's what is arguably uh, the very lifeblood of this entire great nation. Forget about all of the regular people, uh, the hard workers who build all of the products and the Uh, exports and the imports and forget all of the human beings that just make up the emotional and human capital of this nation. No, uh, the most important people are the ones who write the articles. Uh, No one is more important than someone who really uh, doesn't need any kind of training to do the job, just a thesaurus and a, a dream. But I digress. Uh, I saw a bit of really impressive uh, investigative journalism last night on on one of those you know margin of Facebook articles you know Bloomberg report.com Forbes.com the ones where they just let any howling lunatics submit articles and they run them to get the clicks well this one was about a viral TikTok stunt gone wrong now that's no I have to hear about that uh turns out there was a a young man and his girlfriend were at a Hooters Hooters is still, God bless America, land that I love. I can think of three restaurants, Hooters, Tilted Kilt, and Twin Peaks. There you go. That is our great nation. Um, Hooters, they were there, and the girlfriend uh, and the, uh, the boyfriend says something to the waitress, don't spray that water. And then the waitress has a real sassy clapback. And then, oh, whoa, everybody is blown away. And the article says, now this might be fake. Huh? Well, now, uh, you better lay out some compelling evidence there, Woodward and Bernstein. You're going to tell me you think this might be fake. Let's hear it. So number one was the fact that it seemed like the, the girlfriend and the waitress were both laughing during the exchange. It wasn't particularly tense, Okay. All right, I'll, I, I, I see where a conspiratorially minded person might think that, but you know I've seen people react to to stress in different ways. Uh, the number two reason 
that this Bloomberg Report article thought this might, remember, might be faked. Uh, was that the, the young man in question didn't really deliver his line all that convincingly, and he didn't. Uh, he very much delivered it like someone who was faking uh, a confrontation at a Hooters. Um, but again, you know, hey, just because I have such grace and aplomb under pressure doesn't mean that just because a guy who sa- whose voice is shaking like he's a sports talk radio caller trying to ask the host a riddle, it could be anything. You know, we can't necessarily say that that means it's fake. Third reason. Now, you give me three reasons. Well, now, okay. Third reason was that this young man's TikTok account to date has posted only faked videos. So that was evidence that maybe, maybe this one was faked too. And I'm not, I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to scream. I'm not going to do the the Lewis Black thing and get unhinged. I'm just simply going to say, I think you're onto something, guys. I think you might be right. Now, just because, as we know, democracy dies in the darkness, I was impressed to see that the good folks over at Bloomberg Report didn't give up their reporting there, no. Uh, just the fact that the video looked and sounded faked and just the fact that this guy has only uploaded fake videos uh, where he gets in strange confrontations in public with his girlfriend, including three others at the same Hooters. That wasn't enough for Bloomberg Report because their journalists... They reached out to the waitress from the the video to see if maybe they could get her to confirm that it was fake. They reached out to the Hooters waitress in the fake-seeming TikTok video from the man who posts fake Hooters confrontations on his TikTok account, and the young lady had not gotten back to them with a comment. Well, Bloomberg report, I'll keep my eyes peeled for the follow-up. I'll talk to you tomorrow. NBA playoffs preview. And how about this? A little trip in a time machine. Where are we going? When are we going? Find out in Cool Dad's Basement.